And welcome to another 31 Days of Halloween. My name is Jeff. Today's film is Sacrifice, which is about a New Yorker and his pregnant wife who returned to the Norwegian village of his birth uh, to claim an unexpected inheritance, which happens to be a house. And they soon find themselves in, as the description describes, a, a living nightmare. I wouldn't quite call it, say it, it's a nightmare. It's not a nightmare per se, but it's definitely, there's something creepy and weird going on in this sort of sin, uh, situation. And, you know, eventually we find out that there is a cult that worships uh, a sea-dwelling deity behind everything. And it's, you know, it's your basic, you know, Cthulhu cult, right? Your run-of-the-mill Cthulhu cult. Uh, Cthulhu is not something we see enough of in horror. I feel like, you know, you do have H.P. Lovecraft horror, but this didn't, like, there was nothing that was tied to this film that was really advertising the Cthulhu aspect of it. I don't know if it was supposed to be a reveal or a hide, but, like, it was, it was nice to go into and go, oh, we got some Cthulhu stuff going on. And the scene that really sort of hooked me into the film and made me, like, really uh, invested in going getting to the end was this wonderful scene. They go into a local Norwegian tavern, pub, place, whatever, to get some food. And the, the, the locals, the bar back and the bartender behind the bar are sort of going back and forth with our protagonist, who's from New York. And, you know, they get into this sort of semantic fight about all sorts of stuff, you know, from Columbus to, you know, the Vikings coming here first. And, and it's very, it's a really well-crafted scene that sort of had me peaked because by the end of it, they go from sort of hating this foreigner, this outsider to loving him or appreciating him or being really nice to him because they realize what his real name is. So we find out why his mom left all those years ago. The movie opens with him leaving at a very young age. And, you know, as the title suggests, spoilers, I mean, look, come on, I spoil everything on this show. I'm assuming that you've seen this film already. Uh, spoilers, it, he is part of a sacrifice. He is supposed. He was supposed to be sacrificed all those years ago and his mother couldn't bear it because, you know, in this community, they talk about, they talk about communi old community customs, which I thought was really interesting. And, you know, it, it just... There are so many religions out there that don't fall into like the box, like besides Judaism and all the different types of Christianity and all the different types of like Muslim Islam stuff and Buddhism and Hinduism. There's all sorts of like pagan and just like different religions or different sort of belief systems around other gods. And that's what, you know, H.P. Lovecraft really, really, really sort of focused on in his writing. So I thought that, you know, and again, like I said, it doesn't really, there's nothing on the, the box suggesting that this is going to be, we're, we're going to have some Cthulhu, some Cthulhu religion, religious action. Uh, they call him, they don't call him Cthulhu either, which I thought was really nice. They call him the sleeping one, which I thought was kind of cool. And they even make a, he makes a disparaging remark about their God. He says, oh, he must be very lazy. Or maybe the, the wife does. The wife is pregnant with the baby. And we assume that, all of every, the emphasis is around the baby, you know, that we're getting like some rose, there's a lot of Rosemary's Baby vibes in this film. So if you like Rosemary's Baby, you're definitely going to like that. And then on the flip side, it's absolutely H.P. Lovecraft's The Wicker Man, because as it turns out, the father who is slowly getting brainwashed, you know, the, the guy, the, the, the soon to be father, he's slowly like getting brainwashed into, you know, uh, becoming a community member, he doesn't want to leave, he doesn't want to sell the house because they inherited his father's house. He wants to stay and he wants to be a part of the cult. And he thinks that he is there to sacrifice his son. 
and or his unborn child. So like automatically you're a bad parent. You deserve what is coming to you. And as it turns out, I don't know why they let they set it up where they like sort of put him on the rack and let him think that he's going to be sacrificing his own child when in fact it's him who is the sacrifice and he gets his head chopped off. And it's satisfying to see his head get chopped off, but I also felt like it was a little too little, too late-ish sort of thing for me. I wish that there there were a, a, definitely a few missed opportunities. I, I, there are definitely places that I was sort of like hoping that they would go, that they didn't go, but that's okay. It still definitely enthralled me. I was very interested in sort of you know, uh, what was going on. I wish we got a little bit more mythology or a little bit more of like the ancient community customs to the surface. I felt like it was there, but it was not like, it, it could have been even more in my face. I know maybe you want to keep it subtle. You want to like keep us teetering on the edge of like, what is this or what isn't this, that sort of thing. And the last thing I'll say, the, the I saved the best part for last, Barbara Crampton. I put this movie on because Barbara Crampton was in it. I will watch anything that Barbara Crampton is in. And it's not just because she's breathtakingly beautiful. She's also just such a talent. She's so talented. Why isn't she being cast in even, I mean, I think she's very happy in the niche that she has found where she's like reemerged as sort of like this elder stateswoman of horror, you know, she's like some like the, her pedigree is insane. She's in, you know, uh, Castle Freak, Reanimator, From Beyond. You know, she's in all these like these these classic Stuart Gordon films. You know, so she's got this incredible pedigree. And then she came back about ten years ago. She does You're Next, and suddenly she is just like in every like indie horror film out there. Not everyone, obviously, but she's just she's wonderful. She's she's a treasure and. How do I say this in a way that that I hope she wouldn't find insulting? You know, she's almost she's in her 60s now. And first of all, she looks like she's 40. Like it's unreal. It's unbelievable. I'm sure she hears that every day and she's like super annoyed and like eye roll, like she like rolls her eyes about it. Or maybe it's the reverse effect where like she can never hear it enough. Who knows? But you know, it's a it really like she's such like a positive example of like aging gracefully and what, like in the best way ever, you know, she had, there's like a youth to her. There's like a youth to her, you know, her, her age and her position and her energy where it just like, she makes aging not scary. That's, I guess that's the best way to say it. And I know it sounds like, ugh, I like kind of wish I didn't say that, but like, like she just, she's just such like a positive force. And I, I don't know, I, I just really, really admire her. And she's like, you know, she's also gotten into producing. She's not just gone back to acting. She also leverage, leveraged it into like this producing career. And she just seems really fulfilled. And it also is just like, it's a great example of like, you know, wherever you're supposed to be in life, like you can do whatever you, you can do whatever you want. You could do anything. If you just decide you want to get back into movies after not being in movies for so long, because people are calling you back, you can go and you can do it. You can have, you can reignite your career. You know, she like walked away from the business. I don't know if it was to do another, like something else, or if it was just to raise her children, but she took a long time off. And when she came back, she took off like 20 years 15, 17 years or something. And when she came back, she just exploded onto the scene. And it's just great. I keep making them, Barbara. You're awesome. I don't I don't think she produced this one, but just I, I'm so glad to see her in so much stuff. She's also in um Jacob's wife, too. She's just she's stellar, man. Stellar. Can't say enough incredible things about Barbara Crampton. And her performance in this is great as a Norwegian. She, you know, she has that look, that like blonde hair, blue-eyed, sort of Norwegian, you know, ice queen look to her, but she plays this very interesting character. She's like the sheriff. It's very interesting. 
So check out Sacrifice today.